Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, you're going to see Paul quote Job 5.13 and Psalm 94.11. But all of it, based, it bases around this same theme. Okay? Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks he is wise in this age, let him become a fool so that he can become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Since it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. That's Job 5.13. And again, the Lord knows that the reasonings of the wise are futile. That's Psalm 94.11. I look back at my college freshman first semester self and I just cringe. And I look back at my friends too, and I know that we all got to cringe. Like, if you want to see a bunch of people who genuinely are of like flagrant, passionate conviction that they have found and see with utmost clarity everything that is foolish about the world and have now just become the embodiment of wisdom, it's often found in college freshmen. And if you look back at your college freshman self or you around that age and you don't cringe, there's probably a problem here. Cringing at your past self usually is a sign of growth. I look back on those days when you feel like you just had everything absolutely figured out. I remember at one point, me and my fellow college sophomores were waiting on our professor who was running late that day to come into Cawthon Hall. Uh, it was a dorm, but it was also where we had some of our classes. It was funny. My day started at 1.35 p.m. I woke up at the crack of noon. And uh, while we were waiting, uh, they were talking about the upcoming election. And like I was like the token conservative in basically any room on that campus. And uh, as we were debating, oh, man, like the fervor with which we debated, like some of us had never voted in an election before. <laughs> and we were all living off our parents or scholarship money. <laughs> and every one of us was passionate about our convictions. And I remember saying, like, guys, we're college sophomores. And that seemed to break the tension up a little bit. But man, the kind of conviction that we had for the views, the passion that we had, we were utterly convinced of our own wisdom. And it wouldn't be until later that we'd look back and see the foolishness that took place in that room. And I'm talking about myself too. The foolishness that we would talk about, the foolishness that we would articulate with passion. This is a warning against that. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks he's wise in this age, let him become a fool. Jesse, what does it mean to become a fool? Well, the theme throughout 1 Corinthians has been this. The wisdom of the cross is foolishness to those who don't receive it, but to those of us who are being saved, it's the power of God. It's not about human wisdom and persuasion. It's about Christ and him crucified. With that interpretive theme in mind, when he tells you to become a fool, he's not telling you to act stupid. He's telling you to believe in the cross. That's what foolishness is to the world. They don't understand it. They look at the cross, they don't get it. I heard a comedian once make a joke about it. He's like, Jesus dying on the cross to pay for my sins is like me cutting my arm off to pay off your mortgage. And the crowd laughed. And it was indicative of holistic ignorance about the cross and what it is. No concept at all about atonement for sin, according to the law of God, paid by the Son of God, who rose again from the dead. When you look to the cross, you see redemption. You see everything. There is eternal wisdom when you look to the cross, but the world thinks it's foolish. This is a call to become just such a fool. One who believes in the cross, not some downgraded, demoted, moral teacher version of Jesus, not some version of Jesus who's more palatable to the world or politically correct, but the cross 
in all of its brutality and its eternal blazing glory, the cross anticipated by believers of the Old Testament, remembered by believers of the New Testament, and indicative of a second coming. Look to the cross, be counted a fool, be the one college freshman who believes in the cross. You confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans 10, 9, but that's foolishness to those who don't believe in Jesus. Become such a fool, and the text says, so that he can become wise. That's 1 Corinthians 3, 18. You become a fool so you can become wise. It, Jesse, that seems so counterintuitive. Do you remember when we were studying presuppositional apologetics in our series, Reason for Hope, and we looked at Proverbs 1, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That all of knowledge itself begins with fearing the Lord. When you become a fool, according to this world, because you believe in the cross, you fear the Lord. And from there, you can not only know things, but you can know how you know them. It all begins by becoming a fool according to the world's standards. Then you can become wise. It's actually the wisdom of this world that is foolish with God. God has been calling out the wise and their craftiness since the book of Job. Job is incredible. You see this, you see this conversation between good and evil, and Job is right in the middle of it. And then Job's counsels all try to come around him. They give him wisdom of the world to try to convince him he's done something wrong to make God angry, where the truth is he suffered because he was righteous. And then they all darken Job's counsel with foolishness, and then God speaks, and it's like fireworks. It's incredible to behold. God just sets the record straight, and everyone, including Job, is just left in awe and trembling. God has been catching the craftiness in their schemes for thousands of years. He has been frustrating the intelligence of the intelligent. He knows that the reasonings of the wise are futile. The wisdom of this age is nothing. There have been many ages. There have been countless cultures for thousands of years. And not one of them, not one of them compares to the wisdom of the cross that the world calls foolish. I am, by that standard, a love-struck fool. Count me among the fools, that I may grow in wisdom. I believe in the cross. Not just the historic version of Jesus, not just the moral teacher version of Jesus, not what Muslims consider the prophet Jesus. I believe in the cross. I believe that Jesus went to the cross, the Son of God, to atone for the sins of all who believe in him. And I know that makes me a fool by the world's standards, but it's the beginning of knowledge, and it's the beginning of wisdom. Become a fool.